welcome to This Xbox Life, episode 181, Addicted to Mass Effect 3. I am your host, Mark, a.k.a. <laughs> wow. See, I'm tired. I can't even speak right because I'm so tired from playing Mass Effect 3. I am your host, Mark, also known as Wingman709 on Xbox Live. And with me this week is my good buddy, Rob. Hey, what's happening? Also known as Presar. That too. And with us, we got a very special guest this week. Uh, we've got Mr. Nighthawk70 filling in for Mr. Brunswick, who who has to work tomorrow, so he couldn't show up today. Actually, I thought he, he worked every Monday. He's Brun 2.0. <laughs> Brun 2.0. <laughs> nice. How's it going? So thanks, thanks for stepping in. You got some big Absolutely. shoes to fill. My pleasure. So um, the, the things you got to remember since you're filling in for Brun is. Once an hour, you got to start talking like Robotron. Oh no! Um, you have to, you have to um, blooper at least three times in the show, um, and you have to have a couple of rants, and you got to complain about ESPN not working. Okay, so if you can, <laughs> if you can do those things, then you'll fit or in just fine. <laughs> yeah, or complain about Time Warner. So, but uh, uh, all right, enough bun, Brun bashing. So. Um, or Brun Fun. Brun Fun. <laughs> fun with Brun. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, so, um, <clears throat> yeah, nice as I cough into the microphone. Steve, why don't you, before we get into our what we've been playing, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself um, so the audience knows about you. Sure. My name's Steve. I'm Nighthawk70 on Xbox and PlayStation, and uh, I've been gaming for as long as I can remember and um, father of three kids who also I think are just as addicted to games as much as I am. So they're a victim of my own creation. And um, uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, I like playing games. I always have, and it's a great way to either relieve stress or just have a good time with some friends. Short and sweet. I got a question for you because th- sure. this thought came to my mind today, and and you brought up a good. Uh, I can bounce this one off you. Okay. My uh, son comes to me today. He gets up this morning. The first thing he did was grab his DS and start playing. Nice. So I get up and I see him playing it already, still in his pajamas. I'm like, dude, at least go put some, you know, get dressed for the day. So he does, and he goes back to playing his his DS. Well, after it was like two hours, I was like, hey, you need to put that up. <laughs> You've been playing long enough. <laughs> so he comes to me later on today, this afternoon. He's like, he, he comes to me in about a middle of a four game, four hour gaming session I was having. And he's like, <laughs> hey, dad, can I play my DS? I'm like, no, you've played it enough today. Uh, and then it struck me hypocrite. that I'm sitting, I know, <laughs> I'm like, he's just, if I'm doing it, why, you know, so do you, do you, do you ever run into that issue, Steve, or feel like maybe I'm playing too much and, and, and I shouldn't be, or do you let your, you know, should I, should I let my kids just, if it's good enough for me to play all day, should I, shouldn't I let them play all day or, you know, it's, it's funny. I'm, I'm finally at the point where they're all either teenagers or preteens and, um, I, I used to be that way when they were younger. I'm like, wow, um, yeah, maybe I shouldn't let them see me playing so much. Or, um, and, and I would get to that point as, as well, like you, would, where you would say, okay, you've played enough today. 
I want you to go outside and play. Right, exactly. <laughs> go outside like I did when I was your age and go outside and play. But here I am sitting inside playing a video game. And um, but like yesterday, I'll use, for example, um, mom was out at work all day. She had to work the entire day and I didn't feel like doing a darn thing. I had nothing at all. So I sat and my my middle son comes to me and says, hey, dad, well, let's play Mass Effect. I'm like, OK. So <laughs> next thing I know, she comes home. She says, are you still playing that game? And I said, um, what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's it's kind of like I, I sometimes forget to to check what time it is and then i look at them i said oh you guys have been playing this all day long with me oh my gosh and then i almost have to do a double take and say um should should i have let that happen am i a bad parent oh no but they're during the weekends i really don't i i kind of let it go um mostly during the week i'll come home and say okay don't touch any games until your homework's done and i'll say and sometimes i they try to squeak by i say let me see it but uh <laughs> other than that I I do find myself though trying to put myself in check so I don't do that to them and say okay you got to stop but I'm going to keep playing. Yeah, I always feel like such a bad parent when I do that. Then it's like, well, why then why am I doing it? You know, it's just it, but my kids are a lot younger too and I think I'm waiting for them to get to that age where they can come in and play the shooters with me because right now if I play with them it's got to be like Skylanders or you know Connect Adventures or something like that it's you right. know I'm waiting for them I can, or the day I can sit down and play Call of Duty with them so <laughs> oh, but it'll, uh, it'll come pretty quick <laughs> well I'm I'm pretty um, I'm pretty strict with that kind of stuff so it, it I, due to my own undoing it'll probably be you know They'll be playing it before I know they're playing it because they'll be doing it at Fred's oh. house, so, yeah, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I won't allow it. But <laughs> of course, so. But anyways, yeah, I, I might have to start pulling myself away or or just relaxing and letting them have fun on the weekends if they want to play the games. But it kills me. It's like you know, it's like your parents always sent you outside. I do the same thing. Go outside, and then they're like, oh, I don't want to go outside. What am I going to do? <laughs> you know, because it's like I have to put them in the backyard. With the fence and the walls, and you know, I know they're protected and safe. And oh, no, right. you're too young to go out in the front because if you go out front where all your friends are, then I have to be out there to make sure you're not running into the street, not getting hit by cars, not getting abducted by UFOs, something. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so it's it's like see, oh. Now you see, when I was younger, my mom used to let me play games. And I want to say like whenever I wanted, but pretty darn close. And the reasoning was always it keeps them off the streets and out of trouble. So there you go. You let him play the games, and he stays out of trouble. Yeah, you pick your battles. <laughs> that's it's true. true. Yeah, I mean, that's, what, pick... that's what I tell my wife. Hey, you know why? You know she's like, I'm like, well, I can either be here playing video games in in my room where you know where I'm at, or I can be out doing something else <laughs> where would you rather me be yeah <laughs> she's like go play True. video games <laughs> see it's like do, do you want your boy to be in jail today yeah. no so you know you let him play the game <laughs> oh okay all right cool well that's probably a conversation that typically doesn't happen on a video game show <laughs> <laughs> but it was still gaming related so it's relevant sort it's of relevant. yeah <laughs> it is Hey, there's yeah, a lot of the, people that listen to the show that are parents. 
So, yeah. and I think all of the hosts, with the exception of two, well, all of us here are parents, and then the other show, one of them is a, on the Achievement Hounds. That one of those guys is a parent. So, no, all right. Yeah, I had my oldest. You're gonna laugh. I had my oldest playing um, Gran Turismo One with me when he was three years old. Nice. He just loved driving the cars around and customizing them and everything. And and uh, so I said, hey, you know what? Let's do something fun. So I, I started saving his games. So I have his game saves from when he was that young trying to play the game. Oh, wow. So it's kind of cool. That's cool. That'd be cool if you could get that over to now. Do you have it like on your PC then or are they still no, on? No, they're still on old PS1 games, uh, game uh, save cards. Wow. So yeah. I don't even know if they are still usable, but I have them. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, maybe maybe if someone out there knows a way to get those transferred to like the PC, that like the videos, you could capture that footage. That would be kind of cool to put that in a video cool. or something for them. <laughs> you know, that would also be good. Like you know, when they want to borrow the car, you're like, I can't let you borrow the car. Look how you used to drive. <laughs> There you go. You used to hit everything in front of you. No way. <laughs> it's not crazy taxi. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the, I think the scary part is it's like now they're learning to play like Joyride and Forza 4 with Kinect. So when they get behind the wheel, they're not going to know what to do with the steering wheel. They're going to just want to hold their arms out in front of them. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Well, because like my kids' first console was a Wii. So they 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 learned oh. to wave your arms around. And now it's like trying to get them on the Xbox. They keep they they stand there and it's like instead of just holding your controller in your hand, they're moving all over the place. And I keep telling them, "Sit still. Move the stick. Not you don't have to move your arms all around." And right. we were in the airport the other day uh coming back from Chicago and we uh, he was sitting in the airport and playing his 3ds and and all and he keeps turning around. It's like all of a sudden he's like did a 180, but he's sitting on the ground and he, and I'm like, why are you spinning all around? I'm like, you know, it's crazy. But I think they're just, you know, they got used to the Connect and the Wii, and so they think everything's all motion controls. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like they think it, then it, it does it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess we'll go ahead and move on. I'm, I'm not going to ask you, you know, we're not doing Gamer of the Month anymore. You're filling in. And, and yeah, I could ask you who your favorite host is, but we're not going to. Rob and I have decided we're not going to ask you that because we don't feel you can give us an honestly unbiased answer. So Fair enough. And, and the last thing Rob and I want is for Brun to get, you know, any – any tick marks on his on his side of the chocolate any, there so the extra points huh <laughs> exactly so sorry brun you're not going to get any because <laughs> uh, i know you're a personal nice. friend of his <laughs> right he'll say you owe me lunch yeah exactly well you can still say that he owes you lunch and we'll oh, back yeah. you <laughs> we'll back you because he's filling it you're filling in for him so he owes you so cool all right. Well, um, why don't you go ahead and tell us what uh, you what you've been playing this week, Steve? Well, what I did was in anticipation for the Mass Effect Three game coming out, I got off my rear end and finished my Mass Effect One campaign, which I was right towards the end, and I just had 
put it down. I forgot for whatever game came out. I think in uh, I, I, put, I started playing it in September and I put it down for another game and didn't pick it back up. So I finished that, started Mass Effect 2 campaign, and I want to have that finished before 3 comes out in March. And uh, then in the interim, in between all of that, I've been addicted to the Mass Effect 3 demo. The uh, I haven't played the, the single-player campaign portion of it. I've been playing just the online multiplayer. That, I must say, has just grabbed my full attention away from everything. I mean, Battlefield 3 was my game since it came out, but now this one has got my attention. Yeah, it's um Yeah, we're going to we're going to talk about this in the show for sure cuz I agree with you 110%. Um hence the name of the show Addicted to Mass Effect 3. <laughs> so um, it works out. So, um cool. Anything else this uh this week? No, that's been it. I've been uh either well, I must say it would it was Battlefield 3 until <laughs> the Mass Effect 3 demo and then catching up on the campaign. So cool. it's pretty much it. Pretty boring, but that's it. So uh do you like your uh you, you you like Mass Effect one? Yes. Um Ma- Mass Effect One was nice. It was a, but seemed it felt like a longer campaign. Um I like because now I get to see one, two, and three, the the kind of the gameplay kind of graduate a little closer in time for me uh between the three of them and, and i'm really liking how the game kind of the the feel of everything is is progressing the first one seemed a lot more long story-ish the second one um i liked kind of how the you upgrade the characters is more simplified and uh then the third one I, I kind of i haven't really gotten into the campaign but i see how they're they're graduating into a a more um, user-friendly GUI to upgrade your characters. And and I like that a lot, like the direction they're going. Cool. Now, Rob, have you played any of the Mass Effect games? Yeah, yeah, I have. Actually, now that you guys have been talking about it, you know, I really enjoyed Mass Effect. I mean, the one that I played probably the, the, the furthest was Mass Effect 2. And I really enjoyed it. And then it's sort of just, you know, like Steve was saying, I just stopped playing it for whatever reason, probably because something else came out because it was probably in one of those, you know, periods of times where there was like a new title coming out every week. But, uh, you know, you guys have been reminding me a little bit of how much fun it was. And I'm actually really interested in trying out the Mass Effect 3 demo and going back and, and finishing uh, Mass Effect 2, if not trying to start up mass effect one yeah it's um that's got to be probably one of the best game series i've ever come across and yeah it, it was uh, i remember the you know playing mass effect one the first time and quitting because i was like i just didn't get it it was you know too much rpg it's just not me but it was something i wanted to play you know i just kind of it, it mm-hmm. seemed like i would like it and then someone talked me into trying it again and and then when I saw the Mass Effect 2 stuff coming up, I mean, that was just like, oh, man, this game looks so good. Why, you know, I should try this again and see if I can play the first one. And once I got past the learning curve, I was hooked. 
And I finished it right before Mass Effect 2, went right into that, absolutely loved it. Um, and I've played all the DLCs and everything for all the games, and man, I'm so stoked. I can't wait. So, But you definitely got to go and play them, Rob. I, I think it's just some amazing, amazing stories. And I keep getting on Braun. It's like, dude, you got to finish this. You got to play these games. It's just, it's so worth it. <laughs> And he was playing I, oh, Mass yeah. Effect today. I did see that. So I, I did see that as well. Maybe that's why he's not here. He's playing Mass Effect right now. Yeah. <laughs> Offline. Exactly. <laughs> he's pulling a Kyle. <laughs> he's hiding, yeah. <laughs> I'm working, guys. <laughs> he's I'm working. Uh, uh, score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's so. working his joystick. <laughs> All right. So what but, did you uh, play then, Rob, this week? Uh, I got some Modern Warfare 3 in, and uh, actually, I, I think I might queue up that demo while we're <laughs> while we're doing the show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Modern Warfare 3, uh, not a whole lot uh, beyond that, really. How about you, Mark? Um, I played. I'm gonna. Here's a blast from the past. I'm gonna. I'm gonna reverse this a little bit. I played the original Syndicate. Whoa. Oh. On my Windows 7 machine. <laughs> nice. Ooh. Yeah, you had to you had to get a DOS program to allow you to run DOS games and uh didn't get very far at all. Before <laughs> it crashed. It's a, no, it ran. It's a small window, but it's like it was weird because you had to move every single guy. It's like I couldn't figure out how to select all the guys and say move all four guys up here. And then it's like when when the enemies would come out to shoot at them, you have to like click on each little guy, click on his gun, and then click on the guy that's shooting at you. Oh yeah! But they're just running at you, and I'm just like, this is I, there's I can't even get in the door. I mean, I can't even start <laughs> the game. All my guys get killed, and I'm like, okay, I you know, it was a neat little experiment. <laughs> was it running too fast? No, it, it seemed to oh, run, but the little the little enemy dudes were coming up faster than i could seem to move around and you know it's just uh i'm sure i'm doing something wrong i'm sure i'm probably supposed to go in a different door not the one that's right in front of you when you start you know i don't know there's all the tech upgrades you gotta you start out with your squad and then you gotta equip them with all this stuff and so i was just trying to let me just get in and play let me just get in and play and so but uh, it was so cool to just to see the old DOS and trying to launch a game from DOS. And I'm like, man, I remember the days. <laughs> I miss that game. <laughs> so, but it, it's come a long ways from the one that's coming out next Tuesday. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll tell you that. It, it was interesting to see those old screens and just the old, uh, j- just watching the, the quote animation that they had. Even when the game ended, watching that ending closing screen, I was like, that's funny. So, um, so I played that. I have played uh, Pinball FX2 Epic Quest, which is the new table for Pinball FX2. And this is the one that uh, Mel Kirk got on a couple, quite a while back on one of our shows. We did an interview with him from Zen Studios, and he talked about their RPG uh, pinball game. And it has been released this past week for uh, 240 Microsoft points. So it's now available. And, uh, and it's, I've been playing that. I, I put up, it was a real quick review, really short with a video of, um, 
the official trailer, but you know, it is it is if you're familiar with Pinball FX2, it's similar. I mean, it's the same thing. It's a great table. Um, it's probably one of their best tables that they've done. I really like the layout and the design. Um, that's pretty funny. The RPG stuff is is interesting. You can as you go up uh, certain ramps, you can slay monsters, or you 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 do things, and then all of a sudden the monsters come in. So then you got to fight them, and as you kill them, you get loot, and you get to select which loot you want, and um, you build, you get armor, weapons, and stuff like that. So, and at the end of your pinball game, all your loot and XP actually carry forward to the next game. So it's always nice. progressing. So your character is always progressing. So it's interesting. It was pretty neat. And if you like pinball effects, it's it's a must-have table in my opinion. It's it's a good one to have. Um, I've got them all. I'm just, it's kind of like my little addiction, but. I, I, I tell you, man, for, I can't believe that they're still just putting these tables out for three bucks each. It just blows my mind that they're they're only three bucks. I mean, there's avatar props that cost, you know, five, seven dollars for an avatar prop. Yeah, this is an actual game. You know, this is DLC. It's three dollars. So you can't go wrong. <laughs> That's cool. Um and the last thing, well, I also played Mass Effect 3 demo, uh, which uh, I'll talk more on that later on. And I also played some Batman Arkham City. And um, Rob. Yes, sir. I have completed the campaign. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I did it today, as a matter of fact. <laughs> it was part of my gaming session I was in when my oldest come ask me if you could play his DS. And I said, no, nice. <laughs> you've been playing games too much. <laughs> no games oh, for leave you. Me, leave me alone so I can go back to my video game. <laughs> but dad, <laughs> go outside. Um, yeah. Completed the, uh, the main story. Wait, did you find every single question mark? No. Okay. No. Then you're not done. I'm not done with the game. I completed the storyline. The credits rolled, <laughs> but it's like all that said, I was only like, I don't know, the the whole progress is only like 30% of the entire what's built into this game. Um, so I've got the unlock of uh, the plus, the game plus or whatever. So I can go through a second time, but I get like all the equipment, everything that Batman has. So I can start all over, but I get everything right from the start. And all the enemies, I guess, are tougher. And I'm like, I don't need that. I thought it was tough enough. <laughs> so, um, but it was pretty cool. I was glad to. I, and then I spent the rest of my day, even after I did the story, I went back in and I'm doing side quests. So, and I'm trying to go free some Riddlers, got hostages and stuff. It's weird because I came across stuff that after I completed the story, then there, there's this thing about like the Riddler. And I'm like, I never came across any of his stuff in the main story. So it's weird how there's still so much more that you can do afterwards. So, yeah, I still got a lot of gaming on it, but at least the campaign or the, the main story is complete. So, which I wanted to get done because Syndicate comes out on Tuesday. Um, and I'm going to be putting all my time into that um, come Tuesday. So I was glad to kind of get that milestone completed <laughs> so but that's been my gaming for the week um 
this last Friday night, there was a few of us. We were playing uh, Mass Effect 3. Um, played that, the multiplayer. And um, this next coming Friday, um, I will be on playing Syndicate. So there's four-player co-op in there. And I'm sure I'll be playing it all week. But um, definitely Friday night, if you have Syndicate and you want to play some of the four-player co-op, Hit me up. I do have it. I know several other people that are going to get the game that will have it. So that's what I'll be doing Friday. How about you, uh, Steve? Do you know you got any plans for next Friday or what you might be playing? No, I'm just going to wing it. (laughs) (laughs) So you can always look for Nighthawk70 out there, see what he's playing too, and always join him up too on Friday if he's looking for anyone, I suppose. Nice of you to volunteer that for you. Oh, sure. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) So, and and I'm sure Rob will be playing something offline, so. (laughs) Original Syndicate. The original Syndicate. Actually, I I just grabbed it right now. I found it on this one site. Good old Bullfrog. You know what's funny? The, The guys, you know, they're in their long black coats. That always reminded me of the bad guys in Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, it does. That's right. I remember that movie. That was a good movie. Because <laughs> they had their hair slicked back with the really long trench coats that were yeah. like, you know, and every time I see that, that's what I think of. It's oh. funny. <laughs> All righty. So look for us next week. We'll be playing. Um, I will be on about 8 o'clock uh, Mountain Time Friday night. So, But we'll all be on. Look for the community. Community's always playing. So, All right. Rob, I think you're going to lead us off this week in our show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, first thing off is Assassin's Creed 3 is pretty much dated to come out on October 30th. So this is going to be the fifth in the series of Assassin's Creed games. And uh, I don't know if it's five too many (laughs) or, yeah, the fifth one's coming. All right. But uh, it's going to be out, you know, for all the usual titles or not titles, all of the usual uh, systems. I'm sure even though I don't believe that they've totally named that yet. And then this is uh, the next thing real quick is what I'm really excited for. Does Jordan Mechner uh, ring a bell with you guys? Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Well, maybe he, maybe this name will ring a bell in the future because uh, Jordan Mechner uh, originally designed a game years ago called Karateka. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, from back in the day. So it was Karateka and then... Uh, I think it became, or then the sequel to that was Prince of Persia, which we all know because, you know, it's had the recent movie and the titles for the 360. But there's going to be a Karateka remake for uh, Xbox Live. So I'm really excited to see that because, man, that was one of uh, my most favorite games from back in the day. And I think, I don't think it was the Amiga. I think it was actually the Commodore 64. And I even remember the day that I bought that thing, went up to the store and came home with it. And man, it was a lot of fun. You know, nowadays it's, you know, the same game isn't, 
you know, too much to write home about, but I'm really I looking played, for, I'm sorry. I, I played that on my Apple IIe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it was just like this dude's like, you know, kicking and punching. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. I totally remember that game. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, it looks like it's going to be coming out sometime later this year. And uh, he's self-publishing it. Good for him. Cool. So uh, I'm I'm all excited. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Right on. Oh, now you said uh, Assassin's Creed Three was actually the fifth game in the series. I believe so. Yeah. What about now? We had Assassin's Creed One, Two, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and then. What, isn't three Assassin's Creed Revelations, or am I? Am, was there Revelations? Was that the other? Was that in between before three? It was after Brotherhood, right? Let me see. I can't. I Just, can't keep track. Oh, one, two, Brotherhood Revelations. Oh, and then it'll, three. It'll be the fifth core series entry. Whatever wow. that means. Okay, so I yeah, I was just trying to think. I thought there'd only been four, but yeah, I guess Revelations is already out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just came out last okay. what November, December, somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah, well, interesting little stat on that thing. They've sold over thirty million units for that whole franchise in what the last five years. It's not a bad it's game. Too, yeah, it's, it's not too shabby. I just I like it. Was it which one that I? I made my way through the first one. I completed the second one. And then I think it was Brotherhood I was playing. And I just got tired of all the camera and control issues with that game. That's why I quit. But I was I enjoyed the series. <clears throat> I just wish they could fix some of the camera. Because like when you, all of a sudden you get spun around, the camera spins around, and you can't see your guy. And you're getting mauled by five dudes. And you're behind a tree, but you can't see yourself. It's like, oh, frustrating. <laughs> so... Maybe someday I'll go back and try to continue it because it was such a good series. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, like the first one, I mean, it was awesome just climbing up everything and, you know, doing that little swan dive into the haystacks blow. I mean, it was was pretty innovative for what it was. And then, man, something happened with the horse riding. I mean, that horse riding was just brutal. Oh, yeah. But, I, can, uh, I can still hear that sound when you swan dive into the hay bale. It's 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 one of those things. It's like I think once you've played the game, you'll never forget that sound. <laughs> what was the sound? <laughs> well, I can't make the sound. But... Well, it's like Why a not? whistle or a bird. Yeah, it's like a hawk. It's like a hawk. Yeah. yeah. So... Like that? that yeah, that. sure. Yeah, a little higher pitch though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whatever it sounds like you're playing it <laughs> yeah oh. yeah but I guess Assassin's Creed 3 has been three years in the works already wow did they say so, where it's going to take place or that's the big mystery uh, no real details okay just uh, it's going to be or it's, it's three years in the making and uh it's going to be the next generation of the Assassin's Creed brand, and it's going to have some really innovative storytelling in general. 
cool. We'll have to see where it goes. And I'm assuming they'll have a new character too, because I don't. Oh, I don't think oh, Ezio will be in there, right? No, it's it's a uh, a new dude. A, there's a new guy, and it's going to be an American Revolution. So they're jumping forward a little ways. I think that's the most like to date character so far, isn't it? Yeah, I would say so. If my memory serves, but one of the one of our Assassin Creed experts out there in the community can let us know. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Anything else? Um, Far Cry Three coming out on September seventh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. It, it you know it's like I, I remember really liking Far Cry One. And then Far Cry 2 just ruined it for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Far Cry 3, I mean, those those graphics were just amazing. I mean, it's just like like the coolest thing at the time. Did you see the uh, trailer? I actually posted a new trailer up today on our site for Far Cry 3. <laughs> I'm blown away every time I see a new Crytek game, just how good it looks. It's oh, yeah. insane what those guys can do. Mm-hmm. I may I may have to try cry I may have to try Far Cry three, but <laughs> if it's oh, not that know. open world drive your Jeep past the same guy all the time. <laughs> yeah. Get seventy two percent of the way through the game and have your game corrupt. <laughs> yeah, you know, drive your Jeep past the guy in the white watchtower. Yeah. Again and again and again. Yeah. Uh, that'll be the game that I'll just wait, you know, wait for six months and if there's no major glitches that I'll get then I'll get it and play it. <laughs> Right. So well, if that's the case, you'll never play it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Never know. I just got the Batman. Oh, yeah. See? So I, I'll get to them. If I want to play it, I'll get to it. All right. Well, after, of course, uh, Syndicate, Mass Effect 3, the next big game for me is Ghost Recon Future Soldier. And that's coming out in Mar- uh, May. And I don't know if you guys, I posted up a video today as well of... They got a new video about their cover and animation system. And I thought it was pretty interesting. If you guys get a chance, uh, check it out on our site, uh, thisxboxlife.com, of course. And That's your it, blog, right? That's that's Brun's blog. Oh, Brun's blog, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting how they used actual – they were talking about how they used actual Navy SEALs and Special Forces guys to actually do the motion capture to get the real animation of how how these guys actually move, how these operators move when they're when they're doing their you know missions and stuff. So, and, and if you watch the video, I thought the movements and stuff look really really good. There's hundreds and hundreds of well, I think there was. Want to say, he said that there was two thousand, little over two thousand animated moves or something per character, or something like that. Um, trying to remember from memory which of course my memory stinks but i was like wow that's a lot that's that should really give us some you know that way when you're going to go take a dude down maybe you're not seeing the same animation over and over uh which i thought was kind of cool it's like even like with batman arkham city there's a lot of different moves you get to see when you take a dude down it's not always the one static you know takedown move so i look forward to that I was just I was just checking out that Far Cry 3 trailer. 
Okay. And in the beginning, I actually thought it was live action. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I mean, it was, it's a small little window on my laptop. Yeah. And for the first five seconds, I thought it was live action. And then I saw a little bit of the shininess on the face and I'm like, oh, this is CG. It's yeah. Like, wow. I mean, that's, that's sharp. <laughs> yeah. It looks amazing. It's, it's oh, just yeah. stunning. So, but, um, yeah. I don't Sorry, know. Days, anyways, back to the uh, let's back on topic, Rob. Um, <laughs> do you guys think it makes a difference? Um, do you think it's it's? What do you guys think of them putting the extra time and effort into doing stuff like animations and and stuff for this game? I think it adds to the quality of it. That way, like you said, you don't see the redundancy of it. Then again, you don't want to do too much to cause the game engine to slow down to try to interpret everything. What about you, Rob? What do you think? Find value in it? Um, uh, as long as it's not overdone. You know what I mean? Because it, it adds to a point, and then if it's just overdone, then it, it detracts from the whole experience. I think when you're like in a firefight and... You don't really pay attention too much to your own character, per se, as much as the other one that you're, sh- you're shooting at or whatnot. Right. Yeah, I think uh, my thoughts on it were I thought it was kind of cool that they would take the effort and do it. And I, I think it's neat because I think – and even what they said in the video, they want you to feel like, you know, that you really – you know, I can't get the exact words right, but in my interpretation of the of what they said was that they want you to feel like you're that character, that that it's it's actually a real character on the screen and not some blocky, pixelated, you know, lumbering monster, you know, making moves right. that you normally wouldn't. You know, these guys are going to be quick and agile, and they're dodging. So when they're rolling and dodging, everything's realistic. And even in Ghost in Grot too, when you would do a roll, you know, it was pretty slow but it was very realistic as to you know how they how they would do that so them taking that type of effort into this new game helps me gain some confidence back that they're not going to just go kind of all call of duty on us that they're still trying to keep true to the ghost recon uh realistic uh nature of the game and you know that we're not going to be super soldiers we're still you know so you know normal soldiers in the field right and i think that's i just kind of gave me uh a, a, like a good ah good you know kind of made me feel better about <laughs> this game coming out give you a warm fuzzy it gave me a bit of a warm fuzzy yeah <laughs> well maybe that they pay attention to more things than just that in the game exactly you know that's that's my hope and i i'm you know i really hope this game is can capture and even exceed all the greatness that was Gra 2. I mean, it, to me, it's like all you need to do is make Gra 2 just improve, you know, improve on Gra 2. Don't make a new game. Just give me Gra 2 with just some improvements. And, and you know, I would love it because it was the game was so much fun to begin with. So it's like Gra 2 Plus. Exactly. <laughs> or Anniversary Edition. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like we, com- we, com- we complained about, was it Forza 3? said it was Forza 2.5, but I think in this case, I could take a Gra 2.5, and I'd be perfectly happy, because Gra 2 was so good. 
So, but we'll see. So, um, check out the video and, uh, you know, share us your comments on the site of what you think about the animations. And, um, personally, I think that that's a good thing. And, uh, I like to see the guys move realistically and instead of just all of a sudden they happen to be there cause they do some weird one animated slide move or something. So. Yeah. Or they're uh, just, they're standing there and then they kind of like just spin, <laughs> they spin in place. Yeah. Oh, that's right. When you look down at the feet, the feet just circle around and don't move. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that, can't you? Can't you guys do that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I've seen you do that when you did the moonwalk. Exactly. I'm very talented. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like fluid motion and stuff like that, it's so important, you know, because the, the motion... I think, okay, the motion of characters, you know, arm and, and body movements, and particularly, like, facial movements, those can, like, really help make a game more immersive. You know, right. they, it can draw you in so much more. Because if it seems real, it's going to, well, seem Feel real. real. Yeah. Feel real. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, as long as you have like that, like you've got the people like in, in a lot of games where you just see lips move, but you see nothing else on their face move. You know, when you see that, it still, it keeps it from becoming as real because it, it's not what you see every day. Right. And they're getting there. They are. Yep. Awesome. Well, I think that kind of goes back. The thought I had when I saw this, too, was our discussion last week about, or was it two weeks ago? I don't, I don't remember, um, about what we're going to get in the next Xbox. And I was talking about, I think we're going to see changes more on the way we play and stuff. And not so much graphic-wise, but I think things like the animation systems and cover systems and, the, the, you know, the, like Rob, I think you mentioned physics. Those are the type of things I think we're going to start seeing leaps and bounds and, and better, yeah. you know, because the visuals, I think, look great. You give me all the additional stuff and, you know, we're, we're good, you know, yeah. um, improve in other areas as well. And, you know, sound and I mean, the sound quality is already, you know, you already got all the Dolby surround and stuff. So I don't know how much more they can do there, but, you know, it's but I think things like this is what we're going to see. And. You know, that's that's cool by me. Well, that's why I liked about L.A. Noir. They started integrating some of the facial emotions to learn to yeah. read people to kind of get through the story. And uh, you really had to pay attention to that. I'm like, wow, the game's really integrating that. Yeah. You know, facial movements, smiles, smirks, squints, all that stuff. It makes it more believable. I failed miserably at that game. I remember the very first one I had to I had to do where I had to figure it out. I, when they were done, I'm like, what is it I'm supposed to be figuring out here? I don't know if he's lying or telling the truth. I have no idea. And hey, I got, and so I went through and trying to figure it out and I was wrong. <laughs> you know, Mark, that's because you spend too many gaming sessions indoors when you should be outside. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Right, 
<laughs> at the well, playground. Outside. Yeah, that's right. Out, yeah. <laughs> Who's that creepy old guy on his bike? <laughs> Get your... He keeps circling around. <laughs> Get the cops. Yeah, Mark's got his banana seat bike. <laughs> v handlebars. Oh, he won't let go of his controller. He keeps that in his hand all the time. <laughs> Never leave home without it. Yeah, that's right. So, all righty. Um, <laughs> now that we're all creeped out, um, yes. uh, this story, um, I, I'm excited by this story because it's about Syndicate, but I'm also a little concerned. I wanted to talk to you guys, see what you think about this. Starbreeze, the makers of the new Syndicate game, which comes out on Tuesday, by the way, they have laid off 25 people after this game has shipped. Now, 25 people may not seem like a lot, but there was only 93 people involved on the game to begin with. So over 25% of their workforce was let go. Now, it's been stated that this was done after final delivery. So the game was complete um, and it was just prior to shipping. So none of the game was impacted. Like some games we've seen them, you know, cut people while they're still developing the game. That's not the case here. And, and there's still obviously, what, 60, roughly 60 people still on staff for the game. But my concern is, does that, do you think that's going to, does that lead us to believe that maybe they don't think it's going to be a success? Uh, or, you know, uh, according to, uh, it was a Game Informer.biz, no, GI.biz. I don't know if that's Game Informer. Um, games Industry. Games Industry, thank you, .biz. Um, CEO uh, Mikhail Nermark said that this is becoming the norm for the industry, that, that you're you're getting rid of people uh, right before the title ships. I, to me, when I read it, I was kind of like, woof. Does that mean his game stinks? Because I think of whenever I see stories like this, I'm thinking of uh, Brink. Or not Brink, I'm sorry. Um, uh, what was that game? Bullet. Bulletstorm? Not Bulletstorm. Um, the Body Count just recently came out, and it, it tanked. I mean, they let everybody go, too. Um, I think of that one cross title where PC players could play Xbox players. Um Oh, I can't Shadow think. Run or something. Shadow Run, yep. I, I think of games like that, and it's like, wow, when they let the development teams go before the game ships, there's really not much life of that game after the fact. And it's like, here, I just bought this game. <laughs> and it's like, bam, 25% of the workforce is gone. So what do you guys think? Do you think that that's <laughs> nothing to worry about uh, since, you know, 75% of the team is still there? Well, with Syndicate, the thing that's interesting is that the Star, they say the Starbreeze chairman resigned also. So, you know, 25 people got let go, and then, like, the main guy resigned. Yeah. So, I mean, I just wonder what happened. Were people unhappy, and they just wanted to stick it out, or... Actually, no, I guess if they're let go, that isn't their choice. <laughs> I'm, hope, I'm hoping that the game does not have a quick death to it. 
because based on the demo that we played on Xbox Live, I mean, I bought it based off that because I had so much fun with it. I mean, it, it blew me away how much fun it was. <clears throat> and I really think that this could be one of those games that could spread word of mouth. I don't, I don't think it's, you know, it's going out against Mass Effect 3, which ships, what, a week afterwards. But, and uh, that could be a, an impact to it. But I still think this is one of those games that could get have a nice life based on word of mouth and friends telling other friends about it. Um, you know, I, I played the demo and was like, wow, this is awesome. Let me try it. And that came from someone else who's like, hey, have you played this yet? You know, and then I've, I know I've gotten messages from several of the community members saying, you know, I checked out the demo on your, your recommendation and I also bought the game. So, you know, it's... I don't know. Hopefully they don't disappear on us. It's hard to tell sometimes. I wonder if it was one of those things where they hired some extra people to get a job done and they said, okay, well, now that it's, we're in release, we need to kind of go back to operating levels. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, if, it could be. And if they don't have something else to go on right away, or another, you know, another title game to build, right. they're not going to keep people around. Right. You know, I was just looking through some of the posts on that uh, story, and there was some talk about how they've spent the last couple of years on that title, and the whole staff worked on their title. So right now, they don't have anything signed. And, um, you know, basically there's really no work. Yeah. So there's, you know, no other game in development and they just essentially finished. They finished Syndicate. Yeah, so it's probably nothing really to worry about. They got people there, you know, and they probably will hire a lot of these people back once they get, you know, their next job, yeah. next next thing lined up, so... But uh, I do hope to see some uh, DLC out of Syndicate uh, for sure, especially to you know, keep the co-op coming. If there's only so many maps, I'm going to want more. So hopefully that the people sticking around are doing that. Cool. So be nice to see. All right. Um, all right. Now let's get into it. And I know this is something that uh, I know, uh, Steve, you're going to have a lot of comments on and you will probably be excited to talk about that. And that's Mass Effect 3 Addiction. <clears throat> were, were you surprised by it? Actually, I was. When I first uh, when I first saw it, I, I was a little pessimistic. I said, oh, a third-person shooter. Because uh, my son was actually playing it. And uh, he said, no, Dad, Dad, this game is great. You've got to play it. And I said, okay, all right. So I, I fired it up, and, and it, it took me a minute to figure out kind of how to set things up and pick what character you wanted. And I, it was a little confusing at first because it drops you in, and there's some species of the different kinds of character classes that are locked and some that are not. And I was wondering if it was something that I did or didn't do that kept those other ones locked. And uh, then I come to find out later you have to play the game to unlock them. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Um, I, I do like the gameplay very much. Um, although at very, at the very beginning, I, as I was 
progressing my characters through the, the levels and learning how to do the cover system and everything, I until I refined it and got used to it, it started getting me frustrated like Gears, Gears does. When I play the multiplayer for Gears of War, I get stuck on things because yeah. of the cover system. And for me, the game, both games are great, but the cover, when you're running by something and it chooses to put you in cover instead of running by it, it was a little frustrating for me, and I know it was user error, and uh, the game was just doing what it's told, but um, I got used to it. And in this uh, Mass Effect Three, uh, the demo seems a lot more easy and a lot less frustrating for me as well when it comes to the cover system. Yeah, the um, I got stuck in cover. I had the same thing. It attached me a couple times, so I'm I struggle with the same thing, and it does it. It's reminiscent of Gears, but um, I think my only real complaint of the game would be that I wish that I the camera was just a little bit further back. I feel like it's too close to the character, um, and but I know that's something I'll get used to. But I, I it does cause me. A little issue sometimes when I'm trying to scan around, um, <laughs> you know. But I know the more I play, that you know, it'll just become a seamless to you, you know, to me and stuff. But um, other than that, the I was skeptical as well, and so I went in and I, and I actually tried the multiplayer first, um, and it was it was kind of like, well, what am I doing? How do I how do I get to my weapons? You know, how do I change weapons? How do I do this? And that, that's kind of not – it doesn't seem really straightforward and obvious. Uh, it does seem like you got to right. do a little hunt and pecking. But once you get that – the basics down, then it's you know it, it's actually a really neat system, I think, the way they got it laid out. Um, what I love about this demo is that it seems to be a full-on – here's your full-on multiplayer. I think the only real limit to it is that there's only two maps. Right, but it seems like you can keep you can keep ranking up. You can play as different characters. You can unlock different characters. You can keep building their skill levels up. Um, it does look like I think uh, Mudtastic had said that um, he had got one guy to level twenty, which looks to be the the, the level cap. Um, so I don't know if that's the level cap in the just in the demo or if it is the way it's going to be across the board for everybody. Uh, I would think that. That seems to be kind of a low level cap because you can hit level twenty fairly quickly, if, especially if you stick with one guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it, it's neat that it keeps you. It's like it has your gamer tags rank separate from all the ranks of all the characters that you use. So it's right. like as you rank them up, you have a, a you know if you have a level fifteen vanguard and a level five infiltrator, you know you're actually level twenty, and it states that in the menu that you're a 20, but you're using your level 15, whatnot. So it kind of gives you, you know, it lets everybody know, Hey, I've been playing this for a while. I may be on a level one, you know, soldier, but I know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, um, but I found that it's addicting to keep playing because it's like, I want to keep, you know, I want to try to complete the waves and it, and it is like a horde mode for those who haven't played it's, but it's, it's only 11 waves. You, you do 10 waves but you'll go through like the first probably three or four waves of just, you know, killing however many enemies come in. 
and they're fairly simple, even though I don't find this multiplayer to be very simple. It it took some time. When I first started playing with people, we couldn't get past Wave 3. Um, so then we bumped it down to Bronze, and we were finally able to get further on, but it still took a while to before we could actually complete a level or a round of 11 waves. And um, But what's nice is they mix it up with, like, you know, oh, you may have to kill four targets. So you got to go kill the first one, you know, and then it'll tell you where the next one is. And they're timed. So, and if you get all that, that objective done, and, you, and, and if you can do it quickly, you get bonus credits, which allow you to buy more equipment and stuff. And that comes into play, you know, big time. You want, everybody was like, now go get these object, objectives, which is cool because it gets everybody kind of focused on get that done to get your points. Cause even if you don't pass the wave, if you can complete the objectives, you get that bonus credit money, which you can use to purchase stuff. So I really think that's a pretty cool little addition to the game. Um, so you get through your 10 waves and of course wave 10 is pretty brutal. You've got atlases and phantoms and nemesises and you know, it's, it can be really, really tough. You got to work as a team. This, and that's what I like about this is you try to play it by yourself or just two people, and it is hard. It's like when you get that third or fourth person in, it's like, okay, this is manageable now. <laughs> we can get through this. So it really, you know, and it reminds me of Syndicate because trying to play Syndicate by yourself is like almost impossible. You got to have your teammates around to heal you, to, to keep you going and help, you know, make it a little easier to get through that level. So uh, that's pretty cool. And then, of course, your wave 11 is actually you just got to you got to go to the to the um, exfil spot. And once you get there, you got to hold out for two minutes. Uh, so everybody kind of rushing you and trying to take you out. And that's that's a nice little nail biter. Um, so and then if you finish that, then everybody stats and you get all your stats and your credits and then you can go into the store and buy stuff and. It's when you get your weapon unlocks and character unlocks and, you know, and it's just, it's just like, it's almost like addicting, you know, because you don't buy it. You got to buy the, what is it? The recruit kit or the veteran kit. Mm -hmm. So you, you got to earn 5,000 credits to even buy a, a recruit kit and you don't know what's in it. It's always random. And it, you know, you might get an Omni gel and a, you might get a Cobra missile launcher you know, and you might get a weapon upgrade, but you might cryo not. Cryo rounds. You know, yeah, cr yeah, cryo rounds. Oh, those are fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there was a oh, – we were playing the other day, and uh, I, I had cryo rounds, and it was on the it was on the, the map where you're, like, on the landing pad. And oh, right. It's like wave two or three, the guys will come up from below, and they're, like, jetpacking in. And I shot a dude – and, and it's like he froze as he was like bent over as he was landing and all of a sudden he froze and he just fell backwards. And someone else oh, fell off the side. He fell. They? Yep. He fell backwards over the side and died. And all of a sudden I hear, I think it was Matastic was in, he started laughing and I'm like, did you see that? And he's like, yes, I did. <laughs> so oh, he's, I... he saw the dude freeze in that shape and then just tumble backwards. <laughs> uh, that is my favorite part. And they jetpack up the side, and you you throw a rocket at them, and they they stumble and fall off. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the the physics and the animation are really good. The AI is really hard. 
Uh, they're not just stupid. They do take cover. Um, but, you know, they do come back out if you wait them out. But uh, and we've been flanked. They'll flank you. You, you know, you think thinking you're hitting everybody on in front of you, and then all of a sudden there's guys behind you. Um, so I do like it. It makes for some real intense firefights. Um, and, and I can't stop playing. It's like I was sitting here the other day like, I really need to finish Batman, but I just want to play Mass Effect. <laughs> so... Uh, very addicting, very addicting. Um, and I like how you can change up your characters and uh, just drop in, drop out. So if you've got a public game or a private game going or even public, if you don't have a full group, you can start it and people can just pop in in the middle of your game. So Now, Steve, you didn't play the, the campaign yet, right? The single player of it? No, I haven't had a chance yet because okay. I've been so addicted to the multiplayer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did break away for the campaign, um, and it's not long, but uh, it's definitely there's 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 another thing I, I saw that I and when I saw it, I was like, oh crap, they're doing well, think, that too. I think my hesitation is because I haven't finished Mass Effect Two campaign just yet. I didn't oh. want to spoil anything for my storyline. So, um, I don't think you're going to, I don't think you'll spoil anything, but I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the campaign there, there is definitely, um, a moment near the beginning that you're going to be like, Oh man, I can't believe they're gonna. And you can see it happen. You can see it coming. Oh right. See what they're gonna do, and you're like, no, no, don't <laughs> oh. let that happen. I don't want that to happen. And and then you're just like, you know. And I was even. I had went through it. I saw it. And then later on, a friend of mine jumped in the party, and he was going through it. And all of a sudden, I heard him. He's like, oh no. And I knew exactly what he was talking about. <laughs> oh. And he was like, oh, they can't do this. And I'm like. Well, then you better turn it off. <laughs> and he's like, well, I, I know why they're doing it. But it, it's one of those things, and I'm not going to say anything, but it's one of those things that um, we saw with Gears of War 3, um, basically trying to get you emotionally involved oh, in the game. Okay. So it's one of those moments that, that you see right away. Okay. Um, gotcha. And then, uh, and then also, oh, but the thing I didn't like that I saw was there was this one part where it's like you're going and you're like you have to do the whole let's open the door sequence mm -hmm. i'm like come on why is it they have all these like it's like it seems like all these games now are, are having this sequence or like you and a buddy open the door together oh and then they slow mo yeah. you as you walk through it and i'm like do not stick that crap through this entire campaign <laughs> oh Come on. Exactly. It's good. Can we just can the door opening again and again? Exactly. It's like, what's the point, you know? But um, uh, but the game, I mean, it, it was fabulous. It, it was it was Mass Effect campaign. It was action packed. Um, I I I played as an infiltrator, so which was awesome because they have the the one part they were putting the enemy was putting up these turrets. And I was able to make myself invisible and walk right past the turret. And I went right past nice. the bad dude, stood behind him. And I then I used the Omni tool, and I just just stuck him. 
and kill nice. him. And all of a sudden, these guys are turning around, and I'm behind him. <laughs> you know? So now we've got him in a crossfire, and I'm like, I like Infiltrator. <laughs> That's so cool. So, um, but when I walked away from that, it was all it made me want to do was immediately put Mass Effect 2 in. I mean, right it, it was just like, oh my gosh, I'm back. I can't wait. I, I you know, I want to play. I want to play Mass Effect. And, but I've been sucked into the multiplayer. So, yeah, it's good. Now, the big question, and I don't know if you've seen anything about it or know anything about it. Um, I still don't know how this is really going to be incorporated into the um, campaign because they said that to get the best ending, you'd really need to play the multiplayer. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So I don't know if your character that you select, my guess is that your character that you're doing in the campaign, that you, that will be a, they, they, that character will be available in multiplayer along with all the others. So, Huh. Perhaps you can play as your campaign person to build up your skill levels and maybe the stuff that you get in the weapon mods and stuff that you get in the multiplayer, maybe that will go back with you in the campaign. I don't know. You know, it's just speculation at this point. Um, Interesting. So. But also, when you go through the, the campaign... Um, what I found was interesting was I started it up. It asked me, there was a bunch of questions I had to answer before it started, um, which was kind of weird, but it also asked me like, do you want to play a story driven campaign or do you want to play one that's not story driven where you can even play this game without making any choices and it's just like about all that. cut scenes. So it's just more of like an action game where you don't have to do all the dialogue. And I'm like, no, I think I got him. Then there's an option there. And it doesn't, it's not blatantly obvious. It's obvious, but it's not blatantly obvious. But there's like one that says, I think it's just something like story driven. But then it says behind it or, you know, in parentheses, the, the classic Mass Effect way. So that's the one you want. If you're okay. interested in selecting your dialogue and like Mass Effect One and into yeah, there's yeah. a lot of dialogue, yeah. Yeah, so and I'm like, that's why I gotta play it. And the connect does work. Um I did what use aspect of personalities. It? Well, like when the dialogues come up, you can just say what's on the screen. Oh my gosh. So you can read it. So and so don't think out loud. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and make sure people aren't in the room talking, I guess, because if it hears them say something, it might right. select something you don't want. But like, no, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> so, um, also, if you walk up to like a door, you can hit like the A button to open the door, or you can just say "open," and it'll open the nice. door. So, uh, connect functionality does work. I haven't used it. I need to go back and try to figure out how to issue squad commands because you're supposed to be able to do, you can say like whoever your teammates are, you can have them use their abilities. You can command oh, them wow. to use their abilities at a, instead of having to select the wheel or, oh, yeah. you know, ha have a hot button for their, for their weapon or their abilities. You can just say it, you know, oh, no like kidding. Yara overload or something like that. I, I don't know how it works yet, but I, 
you know, supposedly you can do it. So I need to go back into the multiplayer the single awesome. this week and try it. So that'd be so cool. So, but um, yeah. Well, so if if you haven't played Mass Effect yet and you don't want to because you're not an RPG guy or a story guy, you might want to play Mass Effect 3 and just say, give me the action version with all the cutscenes, and then it's going to be like, it'll be like playing probably like Call of Duty. <laughs> you know, you don't have to make any decisions. It's just going to watch storyline or watch cutscenes. But I'm going to do the classic mode myself, so. Well, if I can back up to the multiplayer for just a second. Oh, sure. The the um, What I really like what really impresses me and what I really like is the type of game mode that you're playing in is you mentioned it kind of like horde mode, kind of like gears is the game mode really, really makes you work as a team. I mean, you really, I mean, you're, you're talking about, you know, bronze, silver, gold, you know, the different levels of difficulty. I've actually made it through several silver games, but each of the four people, have to be a tight team. You have to follow yourself, the, your teammates around, and talk to each other and say, "Hey, you, you know, you get this objective, and I'll cover you." And and a lot of people, you you get down real quick because you're getting shot at by so many different, you know, char- characters that are coming after you. And it's like, oh, I'll revive you, I'll get you. And and I really I like that aspect versus um, I play a lot of Battlefield Three, and yeah, you get into a squad and you know, nine times out of 10, you have friends that you're playing with and, you know, you work, you do your best to work as a team, but there's no real, um, I think reward for working as a team other than just camaraderie between the, you know, the, the people who are playing this game really rewards you for working as a team because you'll succeed right. at your objective. And that's what I really like about it. Yeah. It's um like, even when we go for, what you gotta there's one where you gotta hack a terminal or upload mm-hmm. data so everybody has to kind of stand within the circle you have to be close to the terminal and those are really insane because you guys got you got people from everywhere and you really those are the ones where you're kind of like i don't have cover but right. i'm getting shot at from every direction and then then there's ones where you gotta go i don't remember what it is do something to a terminal but it it just one person has to sit there and activate it so while right. they're hidden you know You'll have to have other people covering you because if you try to shoot the enemies, you stop, you stop activating the terminal, and now you got to start all over. So right. yeah, and I'm always like, okay, I'm on this one, and they're like, you know, my teammates have been like, okay, we got you covered, and, and then when someone else is closer to the next one, they run to it, and the rest of us run that way to cover them. Right. Um, yeah, you're you're right on. It definitely brings people together, um, and if you go down. People want to get you revived because chances of survival really drop when someone is down or out. Of course. <laughs> so it, it's and it's not just about points; it's about accomplishing the overall goal, is making it to level eleven and finishing the game. Right. Yep. Yeah. And then you get, now, and if you can all get out, I noticed too. There's um, if you don't all get out. The mission will still end. The level will still end. It'll still be a success, right. even if even if say I die, but the other three guys get out. <clears throat> Everybody gets their credits for completing all their XP and everything. But 
you will not get a full extraction bonus, which is 15,000 credits for everybody. Right. You'll end up with the Lone Wolf uh, medal, which is only like 2,500 credits. So mm-hmm. if you can work as a team, there's a huge XP bonus or a credit bonus rather for everybody getting out. Actually, and I think that's I think it's XP bonus. It is. It's fifteen thousand points. Yeah, it's that's quite significant. Yeah. So you want to get everybody X filled. You want to you know if someone goes down, you want to get them up so that they're standing in the zone. Um, and it's you know because everybody benefits. So yeah, they've done some sweet stuff to just really make this game just absolutely addictive <laughs> and, and, and team, that, team forcing teamwork. Yeah. And in the end, everybody shares the experience. So yep. if you have somebody who's a level 20 Vanguard and could just take everybody out, but, and you're, you're level four and you're trying to get up to speed, you'll still gain experience very quick as your whole team finishes the match. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, we had uh, Mojo Red. He hopped in last night with us, with Mudtastic, um, Ryan. Uh, it was I, I think his name was X Ryan X, um, and myself. So I pulled Mojo in, and he was he just started, and uh, he was a level one. And, and we completed the very first round. We did we did it all the way through, and his guy went up to like level five, just like oh, that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. So, and it was cool. And the cool thing was, is he wasn't getting obliterated because we were all working together, like you said, as a team. So, it, you know, at first I was like, man, Mojo's going to have a hard time, you know. No, he didn't. He hung in there. We kept, you know, everybody worked together. And, you know, it wasn't like he was the low man getting destroyed all the time. He wasn't. So, right. Yeah, and you don't hear somebody, oh, come on, pull your weight around here. Nope. <laughs> nope. Everybody's in it for, you know, the other teammates. Yep. So hats off to BioWare. They they pulled it off, Absolutely. man. Um, I still don't know how it's going to mix with the campaign, but all I do know is when I'm done with the campaign, I will be playing this a lot. <laughs> just it's to try to be my get, new addiction. Yes, because there's what four four characters for every class, and there's what six classes. Uh huh. So you got you got. 24 different characters to rank all the way up with all their different powers. You know, I unlocked a Krogan the other day and in, in the party I was in, I was the only one that had that unlocked. And so I, oh, I put him on fun. and I was running around with him. And, and the comment that Ryan said was, dude, you're huge. <laughs> That's awesome. And I love his melee. He just runs at the guys. Yep. So it's, it's fun. It's fun to play as the different things, and that's what gets me. It's like, ooh, okay, who can I unlock next? You know, I, you know, I want to play as a different one, try these different powers, and that's what I like about this demo. It's like it's when it by you know I don't know how long the demo lasts. I'm assuming it's gonna stay. It's not a beta, so I'm assuming you're gonna be able to keep playing all the way up until the game comes out. Yeah, but okay. I should have a really good idea of when I first start the retail game what I want to go for, you know, how I want to play, which character I might want to go with first for which powers I like to get started. And, you know, cause this, it doesn't seem to be very limited at this point other than the maps. So definitely, you know, we're talking about uh, attention to detail. And uh, one of the things that I like is when I, I got a 
a scope from a handgun. And you, have you gotten a scope yet for any of your weapons? I did for a pistol, yeah. Do you notice that, I, in my opinion, I think they did a phenomenal job of depth of field when you look through your scope. It 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 is clear on what your crosshairs are over, but if you take your own eyes and look outside, it's all fuzzy, like depth of field. So as you change your where you're um, what you're pointing at, if it's closer or further away, it's like a camera zooming in and focusing. Nice. It's, it's really impressive. I don't know. I some sometimes little details like that just mean a lot to me. It's like, wow, they paid a great deal of attention to this. This is really cool. Yeah, they this 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 is I don't think we're gonna have any complaints. I don't think the fans of this franchise are gonna have anything but praise. Um it's it's off to a great start. Like I said, even if I got to do a bunch of door opening sequences, you know, if that's the if that's the harvesting planets, if, if that takes place to harvesting planets, I'll be fine with opening doors because <laughs> I really don't want to harvest planets again. Oh my goodness, you're not you know? kidding. But um, I I think no matter what, <laughs> I just don't think I'm gonna have much to complain about. It's I I'm hooked and I can't wait till the game gets out. So. Rob, did you get the download done yet? I did queue it up, and I got to say that I think we just set a world's record for the longest talk about a demo. <laughs> <laughs> and see, if and we could have gone even longer, and you uh, already played it. So, what we yeah, should we didn't do say is say anything about the uh, kingdoms kingdoms of Amular reckoning demo <laughs> that unlocks armor for Mass Effect Three. Exactly. Exactly. So, oh, and I, I heard, I think I said once before, you got to play, once you get, like, through the little first part, then it comes up and says, oh, there's 45 minutes left that you can explore. And I sat there and played for 45 minutes. If you don't want to, you can just walk away and just leave the game on. Um, if you have, now you may have to come back every once in a while. If you have a wireless controller, wiggle your wireless controller so it doesn't pause the game and when the controller shuts off. But if you've got a wired controller, I guess you can just walk away and come back an hour later and you'll have it unlocked and it'll be done. So you don't have to actually play. Just let the game clock run out. Nice. So, but, so, but if you're interested in those types of games, then by all means, play it. Because <laughs> you'll probably like the game. So did you, did you play that one? Um, no, I downloaded the demo. And I fired it up because someone, interestingly enough, a gal at Best Buy told me about it. That's how I heard about it. Um, it said she said go get the um, the demo, fire it up. You'll initially get some armor that unlocks for Mass Effect Three, and then you have to play through it. And I didn't hear anything else. So then someone told me I have to play all the way through, I guess the the demo, and it unlocks something at the end. Yeah, at the end of that forty five minutes, you get a, a weapon. Unlock oh, nice. Mass Effect 3. So. Very cool. So it, it's worth it. <laughs> hey, it's free. The it's demo's free and, you know, content for the Mass Effect 3. Yeah, anything, any content is worth doing. So. But cool. Well, Rob, uh, we want a full report on next week on your Mass Effect 3 beta impressions. Absolutely. <laughs> And uh, when you do the multiplayer, let me know. I'll get online and play with you. <laughs> multiplayer? What is that? I am not familiar with that term. 
Yeah, you, you're on gold, so let's not waste it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alrighty. Well, I think we've covered that. Unless either of you got anything else on Mass Effect 3. No. All right. Um, this is a topic that is something I've often thought of, and I want to do. I want to get you guys' thoughts. Um, I started playing video games when I was probably about 16, I think. No, maybe no, it was earlier than that. 13? When I got my Atari 2600. And so I'm of that generation. I've grown up with all the different, a lot, many of the different consoles and played on PCs and different computer platforms. And I find myself in my middle-aged years that... I'm shifting my games to the easy campaigns. <laughs> I find myself getting very frustrated when I play multiplayer. And it seems like my favorite games are now co-op games where I, I get with a bunch of friends and I play against the AI. Do you, don't you think that... Well, I got a couple of questions. So, first of all, do you think that there's a gaming future for older gamers... Heck I yeah. would say, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Do you guys think that you'll still be gaming when you guys are in your senior years? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't even think that there's any other answer, but yes. So you think you're going to be 65 in the old old folks home going, you know, playing split screen with somebody else playing Call of Duty 57? <laughs> <laughs> or Battlefield, whatever, you know, you'll be, you'll be playing those. Or do you, and that's my question. Yeah. Do you think you'll still be playing shooters and all these fast-paced games, or do you think that aging is going to, you know, so, okay, so that case be my question. my next question. Can we keep up with games Can as we get older? Are they getting harder for us? And is it because the games are advancing or is it because we're advancing in years and we're slowing down? Because, you know, I would think the more you do something, the better you become at it. But it seems like I'm actually seem to get worse at games. Uh, in my opinion, I, I'm getting worse. And I, I'm having to play the easier campaigns instead of the normal or harder just so that I can get through it without too much frustration. What about I you? I think it depends on the game. Yeah, but I don't know. I do believe the games are evolving. I mean, they've evolved, like you said, so much since the early days of Atari's. Or I played games of my my old early Apple that my two E and two GS, and I mean those games were by far much much simpler, less adrenaline rushing, you know, type <laughs> games. <laughs> like now, you just I'm. Um, Standing in front of my TV, playing Mass Effect demo, my heart's racing because I'm trying to get over to revive my buddy. And I never played games like that when I was younger. Yeah, and I guess I guess I should be looking at it different because it was never till my later years now where I actually complete games where I I never could complete games when I was younger. Yeah. So you know, I, I have did been play able differently. To- 
like oh, you de- said. yeah, definitely. Um, you know, okay, looking back at like when I first got into games, I mean, I got into the uh, old Atari 2600, and also my first actual gaming system was the Magnavox Odyssey 2. If you guys remember that thing, but uh, yeah, that that thing came actually, I think it got around 1980 ish, somewhere right around there, maybe 70. I don't know if it was in the 70s. Wow, but, uh, old dude. I know, man. <laughs> Crazy. So, you know, you, you look at some of those games, like, I mean, one game, okay, one game that sticks out is Pitfall. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Pitfall, I remember it was just, it was an incredible game. And I used to sit there and, and that would struggle with that thing. And, um, I know I brought this. I keep bringing this game up because I think I talked about it last week or the week before or something like that. But there was a game, I think Pitfall Adventure, Mayan Adventure or something, that came out a couple years back. And it had the original Pitfall in it as a, like, Easter egg kind of. Mm-hmm. And you go into this one hidden spot, and boom, you're in the you're you're playing the original Pitfall. And I was playing this thing, and I was literally sitting there like, uh, jump it, jump, jump. Okay, you know, it's like going screen after screen, getting much further than I was ever able to in the original game, and it was just boring as all heck, <laughs> you know. And it's like, you know, like reaction wise and all that. You know, there's not much to the game, and it's so easy by today's standards. You know, you look at today's games, you know, like, okay, look, you look at Pitfall. I mean, what you needed to be good at that game, which is basically good reflexes, and you had to move, you know, hit the button, and then you had to move your character left and right. Once in a while, you had to climb a ladder. Big deal. Nowadays, you have to duck. You have to jump. You have to run over stuff. Somebody's shooting at you. You have to duck under cover. You know, you look around corners. I mean, there's just so much to it. The game's so much more complex. It requires so much more from the gamer. It's like a hypersensitivity. Yeah, you know, and, you know, to be good in a game nowadays, you know, is a lot different than what it was years ago. And even even 10 years ago or five years ago. Well, well, maybe not five years ago, maybe six years ago. But, um, you know, it's just the requirement of a gamer has changed. And and I I don't know if you remember this, Mark. I think think you and I were out at, what was that one place? Um, Galaxy World? Do you remember that place? Oh, yeah. Where we go shoot pool? Yeah, we were shooting pool, you know, and we would dump quarters into the, uh, they had a jukebox over there mm-hmm. in the little pool area and they used to put, uh, used to play a lot of Megadeth. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, Megadeth and I think he used to do the Metallica. That's me, yeah. There's the ad, the Sandman song. <laughs> and I was never I, into Megadeth, but Metallica yeah. all the way. <laughs> <laughs> if Megadeth was on, it was me. But yeah, I, I remember, I, I think, I'm pretty sure I brought it up one time. I'm like, just, you know, what it would be like if when we were, like, 
60 years old, 70 years old, you know, old timers, would we still be listening to this kind of music? And, you know, my thought back then was, heck yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if, if you can imagine like the older people nowadays, you know, and what they listen to, it's a lot of stuff that they grew up with and, you know, some more recent stuff. And I think that would be the same, like music wise, let's say with like, you know, our generation where, you know, I'll be 70 years old if I live that long. I'll be 70 years old, 80 years old, and, you know, I'll still listen to that, some of that music. And you look at some of the old timers, you know, they're still playing cards like they used to, you know, for years and years. You know, that was their hobby. That was their entertainment. And, you know, I would think that we would do the same thing. And I know I find myself... I'm like branching out into different forms of gaming because, you know, I've been getting on the board game kick the past year, year and a half also. So, you know, it's like expanding, you know, not just being so narrow into like one thing. It's just like you expand and, you know, you go into different avenues as well. So, Or some could say that you're slowing down, so you're going to different form of gaming that you can keep up with. Ah, heck no. Heck no. See, you said earlier that even gaming today is a lot harder than it was in the past. And I don't don't know if I necessarily... I I didn't say harder. I said it requires more of the person because you have to do a lot more. And and, okay, and as we graduate into our older years and the ability to do that gets harder for us... Will that, do you think that would take us away out of this, you know, because it's not like they're going to be writing games for seniors. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's always for a younger crowd. And, and it's interesting because I think people like my age are the Old. ones who grew up on this. So the people, you know, there are people who are older than us that wrote the games mm-hmm. okay but they were still probably a very relatively young crowd and they they did the original games now you got people that you know our age doing this and writing games and stuff but what happens when the when these generations i say the ones that built the first games and the ones that played the first ones which would be us when we when we hit that when our generation gets up in there to the elder years, you got the younger guys writing games for the younger generation. Are we going to be able to keep up? Are, are we going to have to move over to board games and card games, or you know, I don't know? Because sometimes I think already it's already affecting me. I just I don't have the reflexes. I can't. I just can't compete, you know. And it tends to spoil my experience. We're kind of you know, a lot of times my wife will come in and she's like, I don't know why you play. You just get so upset, you know? And it's like, well, that's kind of a good point. If the game is upsetting me, am I going to in the future decide to say, you know what? I need to find a different hobby because I can't compete because I'm getting too old or whatever. I could see physically not being able to like, you know, let's say if you got arthritis or something, you can't hold a controller. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I do I, think I, as you get older, your reactions do slow. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm looking at, just even based on that, just normal aging process. Are we going to have to, are we going to be able to continue to do this? Do, 
you know, is is gaming in our future, or is this something that we better get an enjoyment out of it now because when we get to be our seniors, we're just not going to be able to keep up. I mean, who knows? They just what, have to wait and see. Yeah, who, <laughs> who knows? Who knows what gaming is going to be like in twenty years? You know, twenty years ago. Now, I mean, that was the beginning of what Wolfenstein and and Doom. Yeah. And you know, you look at where things are today. I mean, Connect's been out what for two years, year and a half now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just the beginning, also. Um, Oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. There was a movie that, and maybe this is where it's going to go in the future. I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, Strange Days. Oh, yeah. Where, and I think it was Ralph Fiennes was in the movie, but they, they would have like this thing you stick on your head and it would play back like memories. You would see and feel and experience everything the person was going through when they had this thing on their head and they were recording it. So like, I mean, in the movie, like people were like, if someone was getting murdered and they had this thing on, it recorded everything they saw felt so people could put it on and essentially feel the same thing. But maybe that's kind of where the future games is where it's almost like we don't have to do them anymore. It's all just played out in our mind, you know? So then maybe we can keep up that way. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it'll be the holodeck. Yeah, well, that might be more exertion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Connect wears me out, let alone a holodeck. <laughs> <laughs> so, but all right. Well, I you know if it, do you, you guys have any uh, anything else on that or oh, well, uh, one thing I wanted to add real quick was that you know looking back at you know myself gaming you know even 15 20 years ago versus today i know like right now there's a lot more um i don't say responsibilities but there's a lot more stuff going on you know work is a lot different now than it was years ago and you know there's a lot more stress levels and I found myself back then, you know, being able to sit down at a game. And I mean, I remember playing Command and Conquer on my PC for like hours upon hours, where finally you realize that you're like, you just finished a level and you sat there for eight hours and your, you know, arms are stiff and cold and, and everything. You know, whereas now it's. I mean, I don't know if it's like this for you guys, but I find myself, you know, I sit down and play and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I should be doing this. Oh, I need, I have to get this thing done for work. And, you know, it's, it's, it's harder for me to sit down and actually enjoy the game playing. And I think that's the biggest thing that I struggle with right now, where I don't even allow myself to be immersed. And maybe, you know, going down in the future, that'll even be worse as, you know, responsibilities, uh, you know, get more intense in the work and home life. You know what I'm saying? I think it's like you're saying, the responsibilities 
because when we're younger, we we maybe are just starting our careers out, maybe just starting a family, or maybe we're just single and we don't have responsibilities other than just the basics or, you know, things like that. And as we get older, our careers progress, our families progress, and, and it adds so many levels of complexity to everything in our day. Yep. I mean, if you own a house versus living in, you know, renting an apartment, you know, it's just everything's dynamic. So many things change. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, hopefully we'll all be we'll all be gaming long into our senior years. <laughs> I guess that's all I can hope for. You know, yeah. maybe maybe we can talk about it on uh, TXL. Uh, episode number four thousand eighty-two. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> At least of Halo thirty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back in my day, we didn't have jetpacks and plasma guns. <laughs> Whipper snapper. <laughs> he auto aim. He has an aimbot. <laughs> I got wireless buttons on my walker. <laughs> I don't need a controller. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have this fancy mind control controllers. We actually had to pick up a controller and move our hands. That's the way it was. And by golly, we liked it. Damn yeah. nabbit. <laughs> we had to push these colored things called buttons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. All righty. Well, I guess it's uh, time to head into the friends list, unless uh, unless you guys got anything, any other topics to discuss. All righty. Yeah. Negatory. <laughs> All righty. Well, Brian, you want to, or Brian, Rob? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't quite imitate Brun's voice, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, whoever wants to take the friends list, uh, let's go for it. <laughs> well, I guess I'll do it. All right. Uh, we'll go. Got a question on the forums here from Voodoo. And Voodoo writes in On a whim, I thought I'd, tr- uh, well, on a whim, I thought I'd give it a try. And it said, You have successfully redeemed a code for Savage Cantus multiplayer character. Now I need to get Gears 3 again. Question. <laughs> Do you see the live-action cutscenes coming out any anytime soon? Live-action cutscenes coming anytime soon? Uh, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. Okay. That's that's. I mean, didn't we go through the whole real? You know, the live. Uh, what is it? The real time or not real time? The live-action sequences and back in the early 90s <laughs> and they were a flop yeah okay <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> so I next guess, nope the answer is no <laughs> crickets crickets <laughs> okay uh, uh, we got a um, email an email here from What's the name? Uh, Brian. Brian. Yes, Brian. Uh, Brian writes in uh, a couple of things. 
So uh, the Lucas logo does make you think of Star Wars. That make you think Star Wars is next. That is fact. Uh, it's green because all the money he made from Star Wars. Is it green because of all the money he made from Star Wars? All right. Uh, Red Tails can be an enjoyable popcorn movie. Uh, one host saw the movie. You're, you're supposed that to was be. You. You're supposed to be doing this in the Dwight Schrute voice. I have no idea who this guy is because I don't. I don't. I don't watch. You don't that watch show. The Office? No, I have never seen an episode. One host saw the movie. Fact. <laughs> is that the Steve Carell character? No, no. Well, why don't you read it? Since, okay. Yeah, the Lucas yeah. logo does make you does make you think Star Wars is next. Fact. Red Tails can be enjoyable popcorn movie. Fact. One host saw the movie. Fact. One host saw the trailer. Fact. And let's talk about movie trailers. Man, those jump cuts. Ever since MTV, movie trailers have not been the same. Wham, blam, a few seconds and then something entirely different. And a few seconds later, another jump to something else. Trailers from the 70s and earlier were a lot slower paced and maybe showed a lot more action sequences. I like watching trailers sometimes they're better than the movie sometimes you don't need to see the movie they have amped up the marketing since the summer of jaws and sometimes it pays off for them unless the movie is a real turkey then no trailer will help same with games hype and marketing for moolah the red tails never lost a single bomber that they escorted false here's something from the web that looks unbiased and well researched read your own conclusions and research the subject so he gives us a link to to this pdf and he says, hey, I thought it was too true, but now I don't think so. If you care to make a new comment on your next show, so much the better. Salute those heroes with the truth. This Xbox life is fun to listen to. Fact. George Lucas made a movie inspired by true or actual events. Yeah, it's fact-based fiction or fiction-based fact. But he spent his own money, and it may be the last big movie he makes. Or is he bluffing? I don't know. The air scenes are really good, though. There's a huge fan base that can't forgive Lucas for changing his movies. Those folks should embrace reality or get a life or play some video games or something. Shoddy snipers on Valhalla. Don't. Oh, okay. Hey, thanks for reading. I just wanted to point out that I heard that on the podcast with what I read. Mulder said the truth is out there, or was it trust no one? Hmm. And then he signs off as Grenstruppen. Says, look that up on your Funkin' Wagnalls. Uh, we looked it up, and it means border troops. <laughs> so. So, anyways, this was just a comment from a, li a listener in regards to our discussion about red tails. So, all right. And then he writes cool. in another one. <laughs> he wrote us back <laughs> and just said, "He no, he wrote in another one. Fact. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly." Well, I just wanted to entertain you with my previous post. I do enjoy your show. Fox News and CNN get plenty of things wrong all the time. Now, about that link I sent you. After I sent it, I wondered, who is the author? So I found this. And he, he talks about this guy, Dr. Daniel Hallman. Um, and he wrote a bunch of books uh, about different wars throughout the world. And I'm not going to list them all. But he goes on and says, I was concerned because I thought some other ent uh, entries... I saw some other entries from racist or skinhead sites on the web and wanted to make sure that this info was legit. Further research shows he published a hardcover book on the subject before the movie came out, so he looks to be an expert. So 
Oh, and and basically, the guy's debunking some of the the thoughts about the Tuskegee Airmen. Um, the the myth that they never lost a bomber, um, they actually did. That's uh, we're kind of Bron said it last week, and I was like, well, that was maybe in their first run they didn't. They did, you know. But the thing was that they stuck with the the bombers, so they lost a lot less than the other air groups. And that's what this author has talked about in some of his books. Um, okay. So I also submit best song about the ME 262 is ME 262 by Blue Oyster Cult. Best movie about a world war two German U boat is Das Boot. Best 1970s movie about world war two is a bridge too far. Xbox 360 game. I wanted to like battle stations midway. This is a five-year-old game. that just took too much learning to remember the controls and sub menus. RTS and Xbox controllers are still not a good match. What World War II games have you all enjoyed? I know they were done to death, and there are some real bad ones, and that's why the developers are staying away from World War II. But will we ever see the Xbox Call of Duty Trench Warfare Edition, World War I? Call of Duty Roman Victor? Not Modern Warfare 6 British Marching in Straight Lines Colonial Edition. Thanks. Discuss amongst yourself. Grstupin. <laughs> Border troops. <laughs> so, what was what World War Two games have you all enjoyed? Call of Duty, the original. It was a uh, Medal of Honor Airborne. Was that around the same era? Yeah, that was that was yeah. World War Two. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. I like Medal of Honor Allied Assault. And Call of Duty. Those yeah, are my Call two favorites, yeah. So, cool. All right, let's, uh, why don't we let uh, Steve take this last one here? Uh, the Hey Guys? Yeah. Hey Guys, with all the talk lately about Xbox Live account security, and specifically the FIFA 12 hack, I just wanted to share with everyone the best piece of advice I've heard and a download code as a thank you for providing it. So in episode 174 of the podcast, Moronikow mentioned he had to remove his profile from another console by protecting his profile. I had just had my account given back to me by Xbox after someone had hacked it and spent all my Microsoft points on the Ultimate Team Packs. So I decided to follow his advice. It turned out my profile had been left on the Thieves console by the time I protected my profile. They had already stolen all the points. Microsoft had just returned to me again. Even though their security process and advice was much improved the second time than the first, at no point did Xbox ever tell me to protect my profile. So no matter how often I changed my password, the Thieves console would still have my profile without needing a password. In return for stopping my points getting stolen a third time, I wanted to give you a download code for a Modern Warfare 3 Avatar care package for taking care of me to give away on your next podcast. If anyone is in the community has room on their friends list to add me, my gamer tag is Buzz Killington. It's B-U-Z-Z-Z-K-I-L-1-I-N-G-T-O-N. Thanks, guys, and keep up the good work. Nathan. 
Oh, you can go ahead and give out that code if you want. Oh, okay. I, didn't... <laughs> I saw it and I'm like, oh, that must be it. Um, I guess the code is. Unless, of eight... course, you already typed it in and redeemed it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I took care of it already. You can read it anyway. <laughs> okay. That's uh, 87896 HRRXM KBR9M dash c six c k two dash f w b d r hopefully i said it slow enough that someone could write it down <laughs> well cool cool well thank you for the code appreciate that yeah it's it's nice, very nice. That we Thanks. were able to help somebody <laughs> we saved the day woohoo so, cool. Well, I think that about wraps up our show. All right. I think so, too. Um, Rob, you want to... Well, thanks a lot before Rob closes us out. Steve, thanks for joining us. Mr. Oh, for, 70 Thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure. I'm glad to have you in. Any other time, Brun bails on us because he wants his sleep. Psh, loser. <laughs> We'll uh, be sure to give you a call. <laughs> Sounds good. Awesome. <laughs> make sure he make sure he buys you lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's laughing. <laughs> I sit right next to him at work, so yeah. <laughs> or eat his lunch. <laughs> uh, if he uh, yeah, if he doesn't buy you lunch, eat his then. That's perfect. And, I, and he knows that I know where he puts his lunch too, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be the last I'll time Ron skips out. <laughs> I'll have him buy me a cup of coffee. Alrighty. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess that concludes episode 181 of this Xbox Life. Uh, please go out on our website at www.thisxboxlife.com where you can uh, check out uh, all of our posts, links, and our forums. Uh, check out our videos on YouTube uh, and also our Zazzle store. Also, leave us a message on our voicemail system at 224-698-XBOX. That's 224-698-9269. My name is Rob, also known as Presar. I'll catch you all later. I am Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, taking off. Steve Nighthawk70, taking off. The quiet hand just away.